Welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Good day to you. So on the Weather of the Mind podcast, we're trying to talk about nurturing healthy growth, especially when we talk about emotional health and practical life skills. But right now, this is another episode devoted to the emotional health during the coronavirus. Because we talk about healthy growth, and one thing, when we think about growth, it's been said that we learn We grow the most when we're forced to grow. We grow the most when we hit with large challenges. So, as individuals, as families, as a society, as a world, can we have been dealt a tougher challenge than we currently face? The challenge of having your life completely change, perhaps being quarantined to your apartment, your job being closed indefinitely. This is a great challenge, but it's a challenge that we're all in it together. And what I've found is is those challenges where you have some camaraderie, those challenges where you have teammates, they are endurable. And we often get pretty close with our team. So I'm one of your teammates and you're one of my teammates. And we're in it together, camaraderie, Keeping the spirits high. That's what we're going to try to do here. I imagine we're going to have a lot of episodes, perhaps them all for a while, devoted to emotional health during Corona. And I want to engage with you as much as possible. So please send me an email with questions, with concerns. If you need support, if you have ideas for shows during the next few weeks, weatherofthemind at gmail.com. Weatherofthemind at gmail.com. So I usually produce this podcast on Wednesdays, but everything's been turned upside down. And to be honest, I'm in day five of my isolation. I've still left the house and gone for a daily walk and done a little bit of shopping, but keeping mostly to myself and keeping five feet away from everybody else. That's, that's been, that's been the goal. And for me, I I don't think I was able to do the podcast yet yesterday. Yesterday, day four, I felt that my mind is like a snow globe, a snow globe that's been just shaking up. And I listen to a a radio report and I read an article and it just, it just, and I get a text and it's just shaking, 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 shaking. This is almost can be considered like a period of shock as opposed to normalcy and that shaking is is what we're all experiencing right now because there's just so much important information there's so much there's just so much to consider so much to think about it's kind of like this at the bar where i work which is now closed indefinitely um on the last shift on saturday i went in thinking it'd be pretty quiet because the writing was on the wall that we should be self-distancing. I think they already said self-distancing, but they didn't close the bars yet. But I was a little disappointed because that bar was bumping. And people wanted to have their St. Patrick's Day weekend parties. And there was no thoughts of social distancing going on. So I was a little disappointed. But it just showed me how shutting down the bars and the restaurants is is and was the most important or one of the most important decisions in this whole thing. Because the kind of just, I feel like if one person in that bar has it, it's past, it's really a lot of social intimacy and carousing and hugging and shakes and high fives. Once we start looking 
at once you start looking with this lens, we start to see things differently. Like even when I'm watching movies this week, we see people hugging or shaking. And we're like, oh, no, don't do that. We really adopted a new approach. You can critique a lot of society doing poorly or doing well. But I think a lot of people now, especially now that the rules are that these places are closed, people are following the rules for the most part. And I think I think a lot of us are doing making a good effort. And I applaud us for that. And I encourage us all for that. So back to the snow globe, I finally felt probably on day four yesterday, I started to feel my emotions get a little more positive and just myself get a little more relaxed. So if we think of these two stages, allow me to oversimplify. Think of two stages of life. One is a state of normalcy and one is a state of shock. Working at the bar is a great way to observe people because on Wednesday, for example, I served people drinks from four o'clock in the afternoon to one in the morning. So nine hours of just serving people, talking to them, com- just like it's almost like a nonstop conversation that goes on for nine hours. It must have included 200 different people. But on days of, sho- on days of normalcy, there might be a, a little theme here or there. It might be a sporting event that captivates people for a few hours. But normalcy... Most of the conversations, they're, they're human conversations. They're probably similar to bars across the world. You know, people joking about things, talking about their annoying boss, you know, complaining about something, uh, playing pool and darts. But on these days of shock, these days of shock, that's where the whole snow globe is just shaken up and we're overwhelmed we can only really focus on one thing and that one thing is blurred because it just it's it's affecting us emotionally it's affecting us cognitively and it just is overwhelming us so some of you might still be in a state of shock let me encourage you and remind you that normalcy is coming and in this podcast i want to help encourage steps to that return to normalcy now it's a new normal and it's a new normal in an abnormal world, but it's still, it still is going to be our new normal. And once we f- get into our new normal, we will feel a bit more settled. I heard an interview from a Chinese man in Wuhan who has been in two months of isolation. And he said the first week was the hardest. And then it became a bit normal. I want to mention framing. Framing is akin to perspective. It's akin to storytelling in the sense that we all tell stories. We all have a storyline going in our head. And framing is being aware of those storylines because some objective reality may have happened. Imagine it as like a little point. We just draw a point on a piece of paper. That's some objective reality, something that happened. But our perspective of that is almost a circle where we can look at that from 360 different degrees. How do we frame challenges is very important. How do we frame this challenge? Obviously, this is a challenge. It's a challenge for our individuals. It might be a challenge for our kids. It might be a challenge for couples. It's obviously a challenge for people who get sick. It's a challenge for people who are working on the front lines in the medical community. So there are many levels of challenge, even if it's We're all facing the same pandemic, the same storm. But it's important how we frame the challenges. 
if you explain the challenges to ourselves in a way that overwhelms us, it doesn't really do us good. Now, I'm not asking us to be dishonest. I'm just asking us to consider different ways of framing things. Because I remember when I started the isolation, I was thinking, hearing like three or four months, and it was like, whoa, three or four months, that's scary. And now you hear some people saying 12 to 18 months. I mean, that's, that's, in, that's crazy. But I think it's really, there's so much unknown between now and two weeks from now. So just take it day by day and just take it week by week. We got to pace ourselves. It's unclear. It's probable that if I had to make a projection, I would say that most people will be in some sort of isolation or quarantine for six to eight weeks. And that's kind of intimidating. But then if you think, hey, I've already got through five days. And then in a few days you say, hey, I've already got through one week. And then another week will pass. You say, ah, I've gotten, and I know I'm getting through two weeks. Okay, so let's talk about how to bring back some normalcy. How do we bring back some normalcy in our life? I am, okay, so there's a few things I want to think about, and I encourage you to write a few things down if you got paper handy. One is that shock and normalcy, how do we frame things, and challenges often produce the best growth. You look back on your own individual life and the times you've learned, the times I've learned and I've observed in others is when we've gotten our butt kicked. Challenges force us. They force us to grow. They force us to evolve. So right now is almost, it's like a time of a lot of opportunity personally and family inter interpersonally. So I think it's helpful to look at it that way. But before we can really get into growing, I think we have to stabilize and get that normalcy going. So here's a few things that I think will help normalcy. Number one is to engage nature. And depending on your situation, this is gonna be different person to person. If you're in a room and you have a window, you can still engage the sky. You can still hear the rainfall. You can still watch the birds. You can still watch in a lot of the world it turn from winter to spring. If you have the opportunity to get out and go for a bike ride or a walk, really treasure that nature connection. Treasure that time away from all this chaos. It's refreshing to see a bird just doing its bird thing and not freaking out about coronavirus. Also, plant something. Get a few plants going in your room. There's, that's where you should have panic bought, some soil. Growing, if you can get your hands on some soil and you can get a few pots going in your room, if you can buy a little cactus or something, just having some plants around that you can see them slowly grow. Slowly grow, day to day, week to week. Another thing we can do, make a list. Like we made a list for our refuges. I said, I put a, take a list of refuges and put them on your wall. But I want you to make a list of five, your five foundations, 
five or, or ten foundational activities, small activities perhaps, but ones that ground you and the ones that you are going to derive joy from. Whether it's listening to an album, listen to a whole album. Whether it's singing some songs or engaging music on some level. So we have the engagement of music. That would probably be one. You have the engagement of nature. Engaging others. Remember, we're lucky. If this happened 30 or 40 years ago, we'd be a lot more isolated. 100 years ago, maybe more isolated. We have the opportunity to text, to talk, to chat, to email, to Skype. I've hung out with a friend I haven't talked to in six months last night over Skype. So the opportunities are there. So nature connection, music connection, friend or social connection. So that's three for starters. What other ones would you put on your list? Send them in. Email me. We'll share the list now next week's show. Let's share our insight together. Please write me. Weatherofthemind at gmail.com. You could also leave a voicemail on the website, weatherofthemind.org. Okay, I think we hit a few good points today. I wanted to get this out. I have a lot more to share, but as I said, I feel like I'm just returning to normalcy, and I'm trying to frame this challenge in a way that I can get through, manage it, but hopefully also grow. So think about your five to ten foundational things that you could do every day. And you can even put one on there that you already do, but you just remind you to just enjoy it. If maybe you want to just really that morning cup of coffee and reading a book. Yeah, books too. Engaging books or watching movies. One last thing before I take off. I encourage you to please, please share this podcast with those people who might appreciate it. On the website, weatherofthemind.org, you can find multiple ways to link it to your social media accounts. I appreciate that. All right, folks, have a great day. Keep positive. Keep self-isolating. We're in this together, living and learning. Stay hydrated. Bye-bye.